Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win! A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? (laughs) The number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50. Some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. Welcome into the Hot Corner for it must be a Wednesday, but it's always a Wednesday, but it's not always this kind of Wednesday. As the regular season, the playoffs, MLB in 2021 is now over. It is kaput. The season is over, and now we can all begin dreaming again. So without further ado, as we always do, adieu. Not Freddie adieu. That guy sucked. Yes. But without further ado, we'd like to introduce our good friend, Mr. John Sukanik. What? I'm here? You're it's here. It's over already? It's over already. If I'm here, it's over. <laughs> I only, it's, it's over already. It's Is over it, already. I miss baseball. We're 24 hours. Oh, it's been gone for 24 hours, and I miss it. Is that... Is that a problem, or is that okay? Am I okay to start missing it already? You know, I miss it. I, I you feel- were okay to start missing it the second the celebration was over. Yeah, yesterday. I miss it. I miss baseball, but on the bright side of things, it means I get to come in here with you guys for our third, uh, the trilogy. Every year we have the trilogy of the shows. Trilogy, yep. And this is the finale for the 2021 baseball season. We're going to put a big bow on this, and. And we're going to start believing tonight together. The three of us in here tonight together believe. Didn't, we believe. Didn't you already start believing? Yeah, but it's official tonight. Okay. So 
After the after the Mariners were done, then I can believe, but there's just nothing to it because we can't do anything. Right. But now we can do things. Okay. There's already a trade. Yeah, like I can, I can believe that. Not I, for you guys, but no, there was a trade. It happened. I believe that I can have a swimsuit bod in the summer, Good. but it's not summer, so right. we've got a long way to go. Still. And now we're here. We're okay. starting tonight. All right. I All even right. brought in. Some decorations to the studio. I made an improvement in the studio tonight. It was vastly needed. I can't wait for Isaac Rob to poop all over it tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure he will. If if I believe for it, one second he cared, he'd probably take it down, but he doesn't care. I'll take it another step you think further. He's notice it? <clears throat> Do you believe he'll notice it? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fifty fifty at best. Well, I think if he's as I am sitting in the chair that Isaac sits in. If he looks to his left where he might grab a pen or his computer, he might not notice it. But when he looks over to see Mike in the booth, he's going to notice. He'll see the reflection. It's a double reflection from my point of view. Is that my glasses? No. No, it's double. A double reflection of belief. It's like the double rainbow. It's above Joe's head and behind Joe's head. It is a constant reminder when he looks at me. Good thing he doesn't. Belief. I'm just kidding. Belief in the mirror is closer than it appears. Gentlemen, we're here. We're here tonight. Let's do this. Put a bow on it and then let's start believing. I feel Starts like tonight. I feel like you're getting yourself a little bit too jazzed up to then sign somebody you're really disappointed in. Oh, listen, this is all we know this is all gonna blow up. But that's okay because tonight we're here together. We're just three dudes, four dudes, Joe. Sorry, we're four dudes here talking baseball. World Series was great. The the evil Astros have been slain. Freddie can all be happy for Freddie Freeman. And let's move on to the offseason until December 1st when there's a lockout and it all comes, <laughs> it all comes cra- crashing down on us. I, but, I, for tonight, but for tonight, we're here. We're here. We're here. I have heard that there is more hope than ever before that a lockout will not happen. Now, do I believe that hope? No. What is this, like the eighth lockout since the strike? <laughs> These two sides absolutely hate each other. I think it's the second, really. I don't think there's I, actually I, been I that know. many. Just... Yeah, they've had a pretty long stretch of, of work. I mean, there's always rumors of one, but they've had a pretty long stretch of labor peace. But, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of, like I said, I've read that too. There's some people that are like, ah, oh, no, there's, there's too much good going on right they're now. They're actually talking and they're coming to – you know, middle grounds with each other, and right. you know, and but and we'll see. That's positive. So, but again, the Mariners adapt, uh, adopted, as you guys know, the Mariners adopted the Ted Lasso believe at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. and I was at those final couple of games, and we got some uh, believe signs, and uh, I figured as we came in here tonight to talk about the not only wrap up the season that just was, but. Uh, we will probably talk some Mariners, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. And uh, and there was Mariner news today. Right. So I brought in uh, one of the Believe signs that I got from Safeco Field the end of the season, and I figured uh, we'll we'll tack it up there, and, and we'll start believing tonight together. You know, you know what's really funny? <clears throat> you guys said two things that I had no idea about because my brain shut off after last night. Uh, there was a trade today? There was. Yeah. And there's Mariner news today? Yes. Yeah, yes. both things I don't know about. So the trade, I mean, they're small. but Sure. The trade was the Reds. The Atlanta Braves got another outfielder. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they got all of those at the trade. Oh, okay. The okay, Atlanta okay. Braves are building a Jorge Soler statue right now. <laughs> uh, no, the trade was the Reds sent catcher Tucker Barnhart to the Tigers. And the Mariner news is that Yusei Kikuchi declined his player option for 13 mil, making him a free agent. He handed the Mariners $13 million today. Wow. Big time surprise. There was 
The Mariners had an option for him. Sure. Which would have, he had a weird contract. And so had they picked it up, it would have actually turned into several more years at, you know, 16 million or whatever. And, which and he's is like, odd no, because, I'm a 25 million a year guy. Well, what's funny is we sat here at the All Star break uh-huh. and Kikuchi was an All Star. Yeah, yeah. And he looked. He was the best starter you had at the time. He was. He looked really good. Marco and, was on the shelf. I right. mean, I know he's boring. But and now here we are and he stinks. He's still boring. <laughs> and so he had a player option for 13 million, which every, if you watched him pitch the second half of the year, was no, he was nowhere near $13 million. So everybody thought. He'll take the player option. We'll be stuck with Kikuchi for one more year for 13. He said, no, I don't want it. Okay. I'm giving it back. So, yeah, the Mariners are plus 13. Day one of the offseason, we're plus 13 Believe. million. Believe. <laughs> Believe. 13 million more dollars to get to Trevor Story. Believe. Somebody, we want to give it to somebody. Well, I, I still would like to remind everybody that when we were doing the show, I don't know, like two months ago, uh-huh. we were like, Oh, Seattle's getting the All-Star game. Let's predict the home run derby winner. And I said, there's going to be a hometown guy. Hometown guy. It's going to be Trevor Story because <laughs> he's going to sign with the Mariners this offseason. And I would really like that to be true just so I can pat myself on the back and say I'm a genius. Well, that'd be a phenomenal prediction come true, Michael. Mm-hmm. There is some pat on the back that needs to happen, but I will save that for a moment. Oh, are you patting yourself on the back? Oh, oh, yeah. Who, who, what am I going to do? Give accolades to somebody else? <laughs> what else would he be doing? Uh, I believe my name is first on this show. That it is. Lynch. That it is. My name is uh, not even on the show. So I'm, no, I'm just be. over here. I don't even have headphones. So <laughs> well, you do have here. headphones, but there's nothing to put the headphones there's nothing in. nothing to plug them in. We're lucky that the mic is picking you up. We are lucky that the mic is. 10 feet away from you. Yes, we're and lucky the mic. station. <laughs> Oakley Douglas, we got we got so much to get to today. I do with John in the house. Obviously, we're going to look at the Mariners, and we'll do that at the top of the nine o'clock hour because I think we'll just ride with that train and see how far it takes us. But there's a lot to get to. You know, we got a season recap. You know, we'll start with the World Series that just finished up last night as the Braves defeat the Astros in six games to win their first World Series since 1995. Uh, I know that all too well. And uh, there's so much more to get to. I think there's a little bit worth looking around the league. We can kind of make our predictions on MVPs, Cy Youngs real quick if we want to. And just kind of highlights of the year, moments as, as we had a full season. It was a good year. Yeah, not a not a COVID year. It, was Everything, a, it felt like a good full. It felt like baseball. It, it felt was a good like season. a true baseball yes, season. And the trends we've seen as teams rebuild and make runs they are still alive and well and the rich get richer and uh, the you know the young kids keep on shining so we got a lot to get to you can follow us on social media mike's on twitter at mike lynch 27 you can find me on instagram and twitter at pdd085 and john you are on twitter as well at uh, and instagram both at j sukanic Jay Sukanik, and then there's our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher III. He is on Instagram and Twitter at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. Harass us. We like it. 503-250-1080. That's the text line. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. We like that. Keep that hanging. Uh, Beers on Us podcast. I got to pub that. Uh, It is a remembrance of something near and dear to Mike's heart, Mike and I's heart, that we've been doing for 
over a year that I suggest you check out. Uh, it has to do with a wall, and I'm not talking Pink Floyd, although that's a very good band. Or the Great Wall of China. Or the Great Wall of China. Do you of guys the... have a special Lloyd Center beer? <laughs> is, is, there, is, there, is there a special Lloyd Center beer? Oh, I think man. there's a couple of guys out behind the Lloyd Center <laughs> that are brewing a very special Lloyd oh, Center yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. You guys should review that. Uh, that we could do that for two hours. That, that would be easy. <laughs> All right. When we come back, let's wrap up the World Series. As like I said, the Braves defeat the Astros in six games to be there to win their first championship since 1995. This is the hot corner. Harrison Lynch, Big John in the house, 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. State 17 here, Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the Poopville Willamette. Big John in the house as we're wrapping up that? as we're wrapping up the baseball season. Timbers up 2-0 though. Yeah, Timbers up 2-0 in the 39th minute. Uh they're on the road in Salt Lake. Second to last game of the year. If they if they win, they clinch the four seed, yep. which means one home playoff. Mike Patrick. If I was on Jeopardy tonight, and the category was soccer season. And did I talk over him? Yeah. No, you're good. It's you okay. can't, you can't I, see, him. and this was the thing is that I knew this was, was going to happen at least once. But Mike Patrick, the only times I get to talk tonight are do updates. Don't take the one Timbers update from me. Okay. Joe <laughs> doesn't what, want us to take the Timbers update from him because he knows he's not going to talk tonight. tonight. Oh. Yeah. Right. Is no, that is that a shot John. at me for talking too much? I'll be quiet. No, it's not. Let him know. <laughs> Tell John for me that it is not a shot at him. I just know what I'm getting in for when he is in studio that I will not be talking. John, it, it Joe Fisher wants you. you to know that he hates your guts <laughs> and you're a terrible human being <laughs> and you're ruining everything yes. for him. And every life. time you're, you're in, he cannot stand that you're here because he doesn't get to spo- shine a spotlight on himself. I get it. That's why we only do it three times a year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. The Braves beat the cheating Astros in six games to win their first World Series title since 1995. And I, I, I kind of want to start it with this, guys. I mean, like we've all watched the games. If you're listening to this show, you watch the games. the The World Series was straightforward. It wasn't the most exciting World Series, but it also wasn't the worst we've seen in a while. Uh, what What I learned from the World Series this year is that when you get that deep in the playoffs, 
the tried and true ways to win a World Series rear their ugly heads. The Astros, Luis Garcia had some nice moments. Frambert Valdez had some nice moments as well, some really nice moments as well. But at the end of the day, the Braves and Astros can both hit. There's no doubt about that. But the Braves beat them in pitching. Whether it was starting, bullpen, doesn't matter. Max Fried struggled in his first start in the World Series, struggled in the NLCS, but he had a great game six. Ian Anderson was also fantastic. Charlie Morton pitched well in game one, despite having to be removed due to his injury. And at the end of the fracturing day... Fracturing his leg and I, pitching an ending on a fractured leg. poor guy. Yeah, and, I absolutely, and I absolutely love Charlie Morton. But at the end of the day, when you look back at the 2021 World Series... It still rings true to me. Timely hitting, a good bullpen, and starters you can rely on. And that's what the Braves had. Well, it's it's funny because this postseason, we were starting to kind of see almost like a little bit of a different old school baseball coming back. And then the World Series was classic. Who has the best starters and who's hitting the most homers? Mm-hmm. And the Braves were raking, and their starters pitched way better than Houston starters in the, in the series. And it was kind of like when you get to the end of it and you're all dead tired and you're throwing guys on short rest, and guys are being overused in the bullpen, and you're seeing the same guys over and over, it all comes down to the same two things every single year. Can your starters hold up for more than four or five innings, and can you get some timely homers with guys on base? That's what the Braves did. The Astros were the Astros had two good offensive games, right? Game two, 7-2 to two win, and then uh, they scored nine runs in game five. They had two good offensive games beyond that, completely shut out because the Braves pitched better. Yeah. And the Braves had timely homers every game, basically. And who was the best hitter for the, for the Astros? I don't have an answer to that question. Yeah. Who was it? You know what I mean? Tucker. Yeah. Maybe Tucker, Tucker, Jordan Alvarez. No. Or am I, or am I thinking of the ALCS? You know what I mean? Like Oh 80. But that's what I mean. Like there was nobody on the Astros that stepped up. It might've been Altuve to be honest with you. And so, and yeah, so, yeah, Altuve probably. He was on base a bunch. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up that good point, Mike, and that's kind of what I was alluding to. That at the end of the day, baseball is still really straightforward. Can you get timely hitting, and can you pitch in high leverage situations? And the Braves proved that. They proved that with a bunch of ragtag guys and an amazing infield, and they proved it. They started two rookies, two. One guy was making his first major league start. He, I saw, he went I, a third of an inning and got shelled, but he made his first major league start I saw, in the World Series. I saw the stat. He was up against, like, Zach Greinke. Right. And it was like, how many innings has Zach Greinke pitched this year? And it was like 188 innings or something like that. And he was four and a third. And yep. it's like, and you're going against Greinke. Right. Also, speaking of Greinke, uh, uh, adios. <laughs> Thanks for your career. It was nice. You had some awesome moments. It was good to see you. You're done. Clearly, you're done. You're done. But then the other guy, it was like his third start of the year. Yeah. And it's like the Braves were in such a dire situation once Morton got hurt that they threw two rookies. Right. And it didn't matter. But I saw something really interesting, and I'd love to hear both of your opinions on this. And we know, you know, the fact that the four most productive outfielders for the Braves were all acquired in trades this year. But one thing that I thought was interesting was the kind of mindset in the early year of baseball and especially leading up to the trade deadline. Look, the Braves were not in a good spot. The Mets jumped out to an early lead in the East. They faded. The Phillies on paper should be world beaters, but clearly are not for God knows what reason. Uh, Joe Girardi's the manager. That's the reason. 
Uh, and their bullpen is complete garbage. Uh, but And the Braves just kind of sat back and they stayed patient. It's like they got to the trade deadline and they said, look, we're not in it right now, quote unquote, but we know we have the pieces. When Acuna goes down, you could easily give up. Soroka, Acuna gone, you're like, chalk it up, we'll do it next and year. I think a lot of people said that. I think I think we said it on this show yeah, probably. Yeah. It, it's hard not to. I mean, he is a stud and by far their best player. And you lose him and what do you do? I think a lot of people were like, well, that's the end of this this run for the Chalk Braves. it up. If you look at the Angels and Trout goes down, you're like, well, see you. And that's one of the things when you talk about the World Series as a whole, one of the things that is that I thought was fun. I mean, I don't I don't have a rooting. I mean, I hate the Astros obviously. We I all do here. And I would have rooted <laughs> for anybody against them. Um, and the Braves, you know, whatever. I, I like Freddie Freeman. Um, I'm happy mm. that he won a ring, but I have. And as no, a small guy, I love Ozzy Albies. Yeah, I have no, I have no, you know, love for the Braves. But what I like is you have, like, coming off of last year, you have the Dodgers, like the super team, right? Mm. The the who's who in baseball, the super team, and then you should year, win every year, right? And then they go out and get Scherzer and Trey Turner, and you have the super team, and and they're not the ones that win. You know, mm-hmm. the one that won was this, I don't know if you'd call them ragtag, but like you said, this ragtag group of team that lost their best player, lost their best pitcher, somehow found a way to piece it together and build a team out of spare parts. And it just goes to show, and this is this is well documented, and, and I like to say this a hundred times, the Mariners won more games than the Braves this year. Mm-hmm. They, they had a better yep. record. And all that matters is that you get in. And mm-hmm. if you get in and you have some momentum – and you have a manager that can make the right moves, and you can kind of put those pieces together. Sometimes momentum still will carry you carry you through, and I think the Braves did that this year. It was fun to watch. Well, one, I I think this is a very interesting World Series for two reasons. One, what the Braves did at the deadline at the time didn't make a lot of sense. They had lost their best player. They were kind of in the middle. It was like, ah, what should the Braves do? Let's not forget they lost Marcelo Zuna at the beginning of the season, too. True, because he's a terrible human being. Um, what they did was they bought. They didn't sell. They bought. They didn't say, hey, look, we're we're just going to throw this year away because we lost a couple of good players and we'll play for next year. They went out and got Jock Peterson. They went out and got Jorge Soler. They went out and got Adam Duvall. And they went out and they got Eddie, Eddie Rosario. Four players at the deadline for a team that was middling right. at the deadline. And all four of those guys in this playoff run played massive roles. Huge. Eddie Rosario, the NL- NLCS MVP. Jorge Soler, the World Series MVP. Jock Peterson hit multiple Jock home Peterson runs. Jock Peterson hit bombs that aren't landing yet. Adam Duvall hit, excitement. I think, one or two in the playoffs. It was big for them at the end of the regular season. Does this kind of prove a model of, are you a middling team that has some good talent? Don't give up at the deadline. Right. Go get some players and try yes. to go make that chase, especially if you're in a division like the NL East, which was kind of wide open at that point. I do think that's key. The other thing is we are in an age where most teams now, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, are actually being run managerial-wise from the front office more than they are from the manager. Right. There's a lot of analytics stuff coming down and saying, you do this, this, and this. That's why I give Boone so much grief. Yes, but uh, if you look across the league – 85% of managers are currently basically just puppets for the front office. Brian Snicker's old school. And Very. I'm assuming that the – I mean, you've got uh, Anthopolis there as the GM. He's a great GM. Former I'm Cleveland. sure – Yep. I'm sure he is giving feeding information. And maybe this is way off. But the vibe I get is that Snicker runs the Braves like most old school managers ran their team. Sure. That's how and he it, comes across. Is that something that could be like analytics are great to an extent – 
but we need to leave these guys a little bit more bre- uh, breathing room to do their own decisions instead of here's the binder, here's the plan, go do this. I, I think I, I, that's exactly what I was going to bring up is Snitker, to me, we've always asked, is he a good manager? And I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. And we've seen guys say this. You see Poppy on TV. You see David Ortiz on TV who's like, analytics, get that out of the game. Like, nobody cares about that. And and, and that makes sense for him to say that because he's a player who plays with so much passion, which is why he's been so timely and why he's going to go to the Hall of Fame despite all those other things. But you know what I mean? He, you know, he believes in that. And I get that from a player standpoint. But you're right. It's the mixture. Because let's look at Bob Melvin at the Oakland A's. They are following analytics to an absolute T. To a point where they can only get so far. And Bob Melvin says, you know what? I'm going to take what I know from these analytics. And I'm going to go find the guys and manage them. And now he's in San Diego. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. But San Diego is known for wanting to do the same thing that Oakland did. Well, I know. But now they've got a guy that Bob Melvin is going to have the re- have the ability to be the manager that he is. Are you sure? I do think so. Because the reason they fired Jace Tingler is because A.J. Preller said, I want a guy who's going to listen to the analytics. <laughs> and Bob Melvin will and still make the call when he needs to make the call. I hope you're right. I mean, I like the Padres. It's just I'm not fully certain that's going to be the case. The moral of the story is what I'm saying is Brett Snitker, we didn't know if he was any good. And he's good. I, th- I think analytics, I mean, there's a place for it in the game, obviously. And I think it's like a circle, right? And it's it's a wheel going around. And eventually, it's going to it's gonna crest and come back around towards some of that old school type baseball. And maybe we're seeing that right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going away. It's it's too ingrained now into, into like Mike said, most of the teams do <clears> it that way. But I think you'll see some of these things as the wheel turns around. The Mariners, to me, are an example of it. I mean, I have been highly critical of Scott Service as a manager, and I've totally changed my tune this year. And the Mariners are big believers in analytics, but you can only analyze Jake Fraley and Dylan Moore so much. Right. I mean, if you look at what they did this year, they are better than the – it's not analytics. The the sum total of what they did this year is better than the individual parts. They're not that good. J.P. Crawford screams analytics should shut up. And every single guy on that team gives credit to service Mm -hmm. for how he managed the players that he had. Can we already say AL Manager of the Year, Scott Service? I think he should get some votes. He won't get it, but I think he should get some votes. Why wouldn't he get it it over him? Because they're not going to give it to him. I don't think – because he didn't make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to give it to him. Well, I think the only two options would be two teams that didn't make the playoffs. It would be I think Service or Montoyo. I think they're going to give it to Dusty Baker <clears throat> is what I think. That's disgusting. That's what I think. That's disgusting. I, well, and I think... You oh, well, I mean, okay, look, I hate the Astros, but I do not hate Dusty Baker. I don't think anybody hates I don't hates hate Dusty, Dusty Baker, Baker either, but it's like, I can manage that team. Well, to me, it felt like this year was, this World Series was a little bit of a Dusty Baker love fest. They I were agree. just waiting for him to they win. They assumed that the Astros, because yes. on paper, oh, the Astros are going to be better, but they didn't look at it. That bullpen is trash. Right. The starting rotation is trash. But they're looking at, they want to do this Astros redemption yes. thing. And they and just I think Dusty Baker is the, is the poster for that. They're Which gonna, is why they hired him. Right. So I, I, I would love it if service was in consideration. I think it'd be amazing if he won. I think if you look at what they were expected to do versus what they did, he should win it. Mm-hmm. But... To me, to go back, it's it's not in the Mariners dugout this year. It wasn't all analytics. Okay, it was some old school managing. I gotta physically manage the players that I have here in the dugout, Man. 
And I think that wheel is is tipping a little bit that way. It'll swing back around to analytics. Sure. But to for your point, I think I think it's coming around a little bit. Well, I was gonna say three of the most extreme cases that we know are on the opposite side of that would be the Dodgers. Dave Roberts literally texting Gabe Kapler, I'm sorry that we changed the starter on you. It wasn't my call. You have the Yankees with Aaron Boone basically being the puppet for Brian Cashman and the Rays where Kevin Cash is, is almost like a prisoner to the, to the analytics to the point where last year in the World Series, he pulled Blake Snell because the third time of the order was coming up. And the whole world killed him for it, yeah, those, including those, this show. Those were the three, to- those are the three teams, <clears throat> at least outwardly, that are the most analytic-driven. And what is the same story for all three of them right now? Is they go far and then crumble at the very end. My my argument with that, as, as we got to get out of here, my argument with that though is two of those three managers are not very good managers. And what as I'm far saying, as we're allowed to see, <laughs> what I'm saying is that the Snitkers of the world, the services of the world, the Bob Melvins, in my opinion, of the world, know how to balance that. And Dave Roberts and Aaron Boone are inherited great teams and they are the reasons that they get prevented because they don't have a backbone to say, no, you're wrong. Kevin Cash made one bad choice and that was pulling Blake Snell. Everything outside of that, Kevin Cash, you can be the manager of my team for the rest of your life. Bob Melvin's the same way in Oakland. You can be the manager of my team for the rest of your life because I like what you're doing. Francona in Cleveland, same situation. We believe in you. I think that Kevin Cash is actually the worst of the three in terms of only following a binder because the Rays have been like that for so long. The Rays have to win like that because they don't have any money. Boy, I think you're crazy on that. I think Kevin Cash is a great manager for what he does, but I think out of those three, he is he is the most tied to, here's what the analytics say, we're doing this. All right, well, let, let's finish up some World Series conversation. We'll do that next. I, and there's something that I have to sit here on my high horse, and I get to brag. I don't know if John was here when we did this. But I know at some point Mike was here when I did this. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Oh, boy. We're going to do that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's wrap up this little bit of World Series chatter. John, John is I just, like... I just blacked out four and a half minutes because these guys were talking soccer the entire commercial break. I have no idea what they said. I knew every eighth word, and I feel like I blacked out for like four and a half minutes, and yeah. now we're back. Yeah, that's I, okay. I realized as we were talking to somebody who doesn't know soccer, what we were saying makes <laughs> no sense. Like, you're like, why do you guys know all this information? We're like talking about like teams in different leagues and countries, and you're like... The Euro Cup, Bundesliga, they should hire Manstradam, and then they go to the left. and then Manstradam. (laughs) What's happening right now? Unbelievable. Let's talk about double plays. All right, all right, all right. 643 is still one of the sexiest things I've ever seen, and you should see my old lady. Um, I just want to throw this out there that (laughs) – I love that. I've been preaching this for years. And I challenge anyone to go back. 270 is not a good average, we know. To go back and look at the tape, okay? Patrick Harris predicted the 2021 World Series champions to be the Atlanta Braves. Now, 
I also predicted them to be the champions in 2019 and 2020. Do we have however, a show date? <laughs> <clears throat> however, this year I was correct. We do not have a show date, no. I'm trying to think. What, what date do we usually predict a World Series champion? It's got to be right before the is season with, starts. Is it with John? I think it's with John. And I believe mm. Michael chose Dodgers-Astros. I think John chose Dodgers Mariners, I, probably, <laughs> and I chose I was Braves Astros. Because I said I was going to double down on this Braves things. I've been preaching this Braves thing for years, and I just want to pat myself on the back for I believe that I correctly p- predicted the World Series and the champion. Well, if you keep this predicting, is where you give me praise. If you keep predicting the same this team where you every float year, my ego. At some point, you might be right. The crazier thing... Unless you predict my team or John's team, then we're never right. The crazier thing is that... And it's looking like Mike's team, if you keep predicting that team. That is true. Is that this was floating around the internet, is back in 2016, a friend was texting his friend, and the tweet is from that year, so this Mm -hmm. is not made up, and he posts a screen grab of the text, and he goes, they're talking about like, oh, what do you think is going to happen in 2021, like five years from now? And he says in the text, he goes, five years from now, because they're Braves fans, we're going to be cheering on the 2021 World Series champion Braves who beat the Astros in six games. That's insane. Some guy? 2016, just some guy. Really? Who at the moment of the text tweeted it out for proof in 2016, and he went back and retweeted it, and it got it went viral. Well, remember this. There's, there's a lot of things that have gone the Braves' way. They have done things very well. Ozzy Albies locked up on the cheap. Ronald Acuna Jr. locked up on the cheap. Both deals that we kind of made fun of those players for taking. Like, what are you doing, guys? Dansby Swanson, number one overall pick, traded from the Diamondbacks for Shelby Miller. (laughs) Like, this is a real deal Holyfield kind of situation. Like, things... They did it the right way. Should those players have taken those deals early? I would probably say no, but they are now like everybody's like, pay Freeman, pay Freeman. Well, they got the money to pay Freeman because they're not paying anybody else. Max Freed's not under contract for long term. Soroka's not. Like they've got the money to spend. So, of course, he's their next Chipper Jones. Of course, they're going to sign him. Well, that's, the Braves are definitely a franchise that you could say that about any time in the last five years and not be ridiculous. But to to be that specific and hit that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen that floating around. Well, I mean, the big thing was that Trevor Plouffe, who works for uh, John Boy Media now, he's he was all over. He I saw his. He <laughs> predicted Braves and Braves, Braves Astros, Astros, and Astros and Six. And, six, and like, that was on like March 30th. Yeah, six months, eight months ago, something um, like that. And then the, the other guy <clears> came back with like, by the way, I did this five years ago. That's just, it's just kind of funny, cool stuff. But bravo if you picked the Braves. I don't remember if you did, but if you did, uh, bravo. I've just been on the train. I did not think it was going to go that way because I was like, Max Fried's going to win a Cy Young. Mike Soroka's coming back, and Ronald Cooney Jr. is the S. And it's like two of those guys didn't play, and one guy looked like S the entire way through. <laughs> you, didn't, but, you didn't count on the Jorge Soler factor. I did not count on Jorge Soler, the second Cuban to ever win the World Series MVP. Do you guys know the first? I do. LeVon Hernandez, yep. 1997. Of course he does because he has a signed ball from every World Series MVP since the year he was born. I do. Stop. Yeah. That's the wall my, is glorious. So now you're looking for Soler. Well, here's the story. Did you hear the, oh, my let, story? Yeah, let John tell the story. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to break, I'll also throw please. in. That Soler is only the third World Series MVP 
to begin the season not with the team that he wins the World Series MVP with. Okay. I mean, I'm terrible it'll, at this. Yeah, so. I'm not terrible, but it'll take too long for me to figure out, so just hit me. It's uh, 1969 Don Clendenden. Okay, wouldn't have got that. For the Mets, and I'm drawing a blank on the second one right now. I'll have to look it up. Okay. okay. But there are three, and Solaire was obviously didn't start the season with the Braves. Right. It's a more recent one, and I can't think of why I can't. David Justice. <laughs> Not a World Series MVP. I know, but he was traded a couple of times. That's why I right. thought it. Tom Glavin was the World Series MVP the last time for the Braves. So anyway, yes, we'll go to that. So it kind of mixes in a little gambling with World Series MVP. So like Mike said, I collect sports memorabilia. That's widely known. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite sub-collections is I started collecting a ball signed by the World Series MVP starting the year I was born, every year since. I was born in 1973. Okay. Reggie Jackson. Okay. So I have a case on my wall. I have every single World Series MVP starting... 1975 Johnny Bench? Uh, yes. Or is it Pete Rose? No, Rose was first, then Bench. Okay. Bench was in 76. So I have a, World, a ball signed by every single World Series MVP starting the year I was born. It's one of my favorite things. I love it. So at this time of the year, I always get excited about who's going to join that collection. And one of the problems with... I talked about it on Primetime today is... The moment they win the World Series MVP, the price for their autograph goes through the roof. And you usually have to wait like a year or more right. in order to pick that up. So last night I'm watching the game, and Solaire hits the ball out of the stadium. That I think is still traveling. Right? It's And I'm like, holy smokes. <clears throat> and they start talking about his stats for the World Series. And then it occurs to me, he could, if they win... He has as good a shot as anybody to be the MVP. There really wasn't a pitcher right. that stepped up and did anything. You could argue for maybe some of these hitters, but if you look at— Riley, Freeman. Right. If you look at Solaire's numbers, they're good enough to be MVP. And then I thought recency bias, if they win tonight, they're going to all be jazzed about this 9,000-foot home run that he just hit. So I get on eBay, and I start looking. And you can find balls, authenticated balls, signed by Solaire for 50 bucks. And so I'm like, I wonder if I should buy one now. Like, hedge my bet. Take the shot. Hedge my bet. And then I, if he wins the MVP, I have it. I save myself a couple hundred bucks probably. And worst case scenario is if they lose or if he doesn't win it, you flip I have it. A, I have a ball signed by a guy that just hit an amazing home run. Sure. Keep it or <clears throat> flip it or do whatever. So I went on eBay and I bought one and bought a, a nice authenticated Solaire ball. And they go on and. I, I I am on my eBay list. I watched like six or seven of the other balls, trying to figure out which one I wanted to buy. Found one, bought it in like the fifth inning. So I'm like, all right, kind of felt good about it. Like I'm gambling a little bit, and then they go on and win the World Series, and he gets the MVP. So I go back onto eBay. All the other balls are sold. People were doing gone the same thing, same thing. or right after they bought him. So I go on today. And his ball today is between two and four hundred dollars. Love it. So absolutely love it. I cashed in. So not go. only do I have it, I'm recent again. I have all forty eight. And you saved money. And I saved money. It I felt like it. a little gambling win. If you ever me. get a chance to go to the Shug, Patrick, you gotta go check out the MVP wall. Well, That's work, what I want to see. Out there. Yeah, I work out there. My come old on. lady lives out there. Yeah, I, I gotta come right by. There. You're yeah, welcome we'll come anytime. By. We'll come by and uh, do dinner tour. or something. I'd love the tour. I'll give you the tour. All right, and we come back. Let's do a little recap of the season and maybe pick some MVPs and all that kind of stuff. We got the Mariners at the top of the next hour, so make sure you stick around for that. This is the hot corner. Big John in the house. Ten eighty, the fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Breaking down the Mariners in 2022 as we look forward to that season. We'll do that in about 15 minutes. Uh, but looking back on this year, on this year's season for a hot second, I, I just kind of, you know, and we'll get to we'll get to some other highlights of the 2021 season later on in the show. But we were talking World Series MVP and it just kind of got me thinking, you know, there are some accolades that still need to be handed out in Major League Baseball right now as far as the 2021 regular season goes, and that's MVP and Cy Young's. And so I'm curious to your guys' opinions on this. And I'll I'll start in the American League because I think it seems pretty straightforward, but I'm I'm curious on your guys' opinions. The American League MVP, what are the chances this goes to anybody not named Shohei? Slim to none. Zero. I, you know, and listen, there. I'm, I'm uber critical of the Angels because I hate them. Right, and I kind of hate Otani because he screwed the Mariners, in my opinion. You know, he we, that's who we, we were all in on him, and yep. the, up until the last minute, all the word was he's coming to Seattle, and then at the last minute he decides to go to Anaheim. So, I've had a little grudge against him, mm-hmm. but watching him this year, like it didn't take very long before I. Like, I'm like, how can you hate this? Like, how can you? We've never seen this. Mm -hmm. And and I've always been a one that's a little bit like, okay, back off a little bit on the whole Babe Ruth thing. And it's cool that he pitches too. I get it. But what I have also backed off on that. But what he did this year was we've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't just a hitter and a pitcher. He was a dominant hitter and a dominant pitcher. It was amazing to watch. And I got caught up in it. It was fun. It, It was fun to watch him do that. And I think he walks away with the MVP. And quite frankly, I don't know that it's even going to be close. I don't know how you can give it to anybody else. I think the the only thing that could potentially lose him some votes, he's going to win it. I mean, John, everything John said is correct. Is that statistically for both, sing, like if that was all he did, it's not an MVP season. Right. He had 257, 46 homers and 100 RBIs. That's a lot. But 257. And pitching, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but... He was it's like a three six ERA. Uh, he he wasn't like the best, but he was really good. Pretty good. Put it all together, it's one of the most amazing seasons we've ever seen. Vlad Guerrero Jr. just put together one of the most amazing offensive seasons we've seen in a long time. He's going to get punished because Otani does both. Yes. Even though Vlad Guerrero Jr. was a better hitter than Otani was this year. And that was my question because Vladdy Jr. was on a team that was actually in a race. Right. Right. In a race. That's and not going to change anything, though. I don't think it so. It should, either. in my opinion. Well, and I, I wouldn't argue that. I mean, if they came out and gave it to Vladdy, I could. I wouldn't argue that. I mean, he would. It would be the shock of the century. Right? It'd be but, Kluber winning over Felix. Right? Well, <laughs> really, you had to go there. Well, I just mean, I we sat here on the show, and I said, I'll take Felix, and right. it went to Kluber, and I'm an Indians guy, and I'm a Kluber no, guy. I, I got a jersey of it. I think your your argument for Vladdy is, is more than valid. He definitely deserved it. Any other year, he probably walks away with it i think it's just hard to overlook um it's hard to overlook what otani did it's fun it was fun to watch him do that and he was really really good and i think he walks away with it and and deservedly so and you swing over to the national league which i feel is so much more of a wide open race and it's always hard to look back as we sit here on november 3rd to try to remember the regular season 
I think this one is going to be the interesting race. I don't personally feel like I know exactly where they're going to go. I know what the media wants them to go, but paper might say something different. I just pulled this up just to reference because I, you know, it's hard off the top of your head to be like, who was all the great players? Uh, It's a CBS sports article where they voted as a group of CBS writers on who would win. Uh, They have a very narrow victory for Juan Soto. Ooh, I like him. Uh, Bryce Harper is right behind him, and then Tatis is third, but he would not probably qualify for a lot of voters because he missed a large portion of the season Um, and then was kind of inconsistent towards the end. I think the problem is that Juan Soto went largely unknown this year because the Nationals weren't any good. And they sold. And they sold everybody but Juan Soto. Also, I mean, I'll say this is a show that tends to crap on Bryce Harper a little bit. Bryce had a great year. Yeah, like Bryce Bri- was the only reason that Philly had a chance. Bryce had he a, carried them. I agree. Bryce Absolutely. had a well. He won MVP. What year was that? Two thousand seventeen. Four years ago, five, three years ago. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere some, around there. Somewhere. His second to last year in Washington. Washington. He had a season rivaling that. So he was amazing. Juan Soto's numbers: three thirteen, twenty nine homers, ninety five RBIs, nine stolen bases. Way better than I even knew because I didn't watch the Nationals for the last three months of the season. Juan Soto was, I think I saw, I did see this pop up at some point that Soto was hitting like 380 in the month of like August or something. And he was never out. And I think that is going to push him a little bit. Both of those names at the top, well, even with Tatis too, those are three really sexy names for National League MVP. But I would say Soto for sure. Uh, If I had a vote, I can't believe I'm going to say this. If I had a vote, I'd vote for Bryce Harper. I can't believe you said that either. 309, 35 homers, uh, 84 rubies for him. 13 stolen bases. I, I think I would be okay with either one of those guys. I, like you said, it's a I like it's Juan a, Soto way more as a player. So do I. So do I. I like Especially Juan, the youth and all that stuff. I like Juan Soto a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, too, if if you know if I had to cast a vote, I, I'd probably check Soto and then right behind him, Harper, and I'd be okay with either one. And I think I'm going to swap that. I think I'm going to give it to Bryce, and which is why I just don't understand why Philly sucks. It's what I don't get. Like Harper, Real Muto, McCutcheon, Segura, D.D. Gregorius. Like what is going on here? Why are you guys terrible? Reese Hoskins, why are you bad? Pitching. You have a World Series World Series winning manager. Well, what's, what's, what the hell is going on? You fired a guy because you didn't like him after a month, and he's going to win National League Manager of the Year. Right. What's funny is that the NL Cy Young might also be from the Phillies. Yeah, it's very much possible. Zach Wheeler was incredible this year. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, I, I pulled again. I pulled up the the list from CBS Sports. They pick him to win. And they give him four of their five first place votes. Really? Over Scherzer, Walker Bueller, and Corbin Burns. Now I I'm pretty partial to Corbin Burns. Sure. I think he was a lot of fun this year. He set the record for most strikeouts without a walk to start a season with like fifty two, which was insane. Uh, he and Brandon Woodruff at the top of that uh, rotation were fantastic for the Brewers. They didn't get it done in the playoffs, obviously, but I would I would just be partial to picking that. But again, it's kind of a thing of who watched the Phillies after July. Right. right. And Zach Wheeler in the beginning of the year, I know was amazing when I was watching that team. Right. And he continued that record all the way through. So it's interesting that the Phillies, a team that were disappointing, could have the Cy Young and MVP 
and would have been a 500 team, basically. Has that ever happened? Has a team that did not make the playoffs ever had the MVP and a Cy Young winner? I highly, highly doubt it. I can't, can't imagine. imagine that's I can't imagine. imagine. Uh, when it comes to that Cy Young, I do want to talk Cy Young, and we'll do that in the second hour of this show. But when we come back, there's only one way we start the second hour of any show with Big John in the house. Let's look forward to the let's let's look back a little bit on the 2021 Mariners, and then we'll look ahead to the 2022 Mariners and see where that team is going. As if you're a Mariner fan, you this is probably the most excited you've been in about 20 years. So hang tight, stick right here. This is the hot corner. Believe, Big John, believe. Big John in the house, 1080 the fan. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.